0: Third and two. The inside handoff, slashing through. Zach Charbonnet cuts it back. Stunner step move in the open field and touchdown number three. Zach Charbonnet. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network.
1: What is it like a glass of Charbonnet with dinner? Zach Charbonnet, UCLA running back. His third touchdown is UCLA winning 45-17 to uh, against Colorado, courtesy of the Pac-12 Network um, on the call. We're talking college football on the show. That means it's, it's Lochmas time. It's Thursday. That means it is day four. So why don't we do here, day four of Lockmas. Santa is here. Jake, take it away. College football is the best time of the year. The
0: fight songs. Announcers going crazy. Martinez steps up. Goes. What an interception! Oh my gosh! The roar of the crowd. But for Nick and Ken, college football only sounds like one thing. (laughs) It's luck, miss time, on you better you bet
1: hey i'd be remiss if i didn't say by the way you had ucla in the over last week by we i mean ken but i won money on it also so god bless it was great right, this is gonna it was be- an
0: exact result you needed needed like a really specific exact result to hit both in the fourth quarter you needed colorado to score once and then stop scoring scored once to get the over stop scoring ucla covers bing bong that's a, that's two and oh
1: we're about to talk about all the Friday games. We want to remind all our listeners and viewers that BetQL use in the action. It's coming your way on Saturday, an eight-hour college football live betting extravaganza. Whether you're up big, Ken, or hashtag chasing the afternoon, starting at noon Eastern every Saturday, we're betting the action like you're betting the action. Check it out on the BetQL app. You can watch the emotional roller coaster on Twitch, twitch.tv backslash BetQL. All right, Santa, game by game, college football, Friday night. Let's start it off here, please. With Houston and Tulane, Houston a two-and-a-half-point home favor with a total of 55.
0: Yeah, really, I mean, like, an interesting game for a few different reasons, and it's really, it's kind of about, is Houston worthy of a downgrade after what we've seen so far this year? It, maybe. I mean, honestly, it's, it's tough to say, like, three, four games, they're definitely way worse than we could have ever imagined, but, like... UTSA game they don't cover a pretty small number they end up winning the game barely UTSA covers the game UTSA probably should have won the game Texas Tech a completely dramatic finish you were watching that game right because we we had uh, Houston plus four obviously and they they lose 33 to 30 to Texas Tech Um, Kansas game is a nightmare Kansas scores a million points on them. we had the over in that game we ended up winning and then 17 and a half you I think he kind of thought if Houston was going to turn around the season, probably cover a big number against rice last week, 17 and a half. So USC scored 950 points against rice and Houston wins by seven. Yeah. The receivers fighting on the sideline a couple weeks ago, just like this line. This is like a really scary point spread to me because I feel like I could make a really compelling case for both sides. It's like, should Houston be downgraded this much? We're in a game at home against Tulane where they probably never be two and a half at any point in the season. Should they be? i I'm going to like sort of cautiously avoid this point spread. I, I think I like Houston. I don't want to bet it. What I would actually much rather bet, which to be should be to the surprise of absolutely no one, uh, is the over. <laughs> I actually love the over in this game. Uh, it was I bet over 54 and a half. 55 is fine too. It's one of my largest total differences. Can you tell we've been betting Houston overs a lot so far this year? And oh, by the way, they've gone pretty well. Um, we had over against Kansas. The game landed 78. This total's very much in line with some of the other totals that they've had this year. 54 and a half, 55, kind of right in the middle of their range of how they've been rated against other opponents. You might be like, well, Tulane, like, did anybody watch that Kansas State game? We actually had the over in that game in line at 17 10. That's the types of games, uh, types of opponents that Tulane has played so far this year. Nothing close to what they're going to see with this Houston team, but an over machine and a pretty reasonable total in the game. Rather than try to figure out if Houston's going to rebound here, I think they are. And it's a low number, but really not sure. And honestly, I don't think it's worth betting for me. I think I'd just rather bet the over in the game. That's the first bet.
1: All right, so that's Houston and Tulane. Now, far be it for me to hijack one of your segments. But if we're going to do a little Feliz Naritav here, I mean, oh t- UTSA might be the best bet of the entire weekend in college football. Middle, middle You would think Middle Tennessee st- State's head coach is Tom Cruise, and he's going promoting top, the new Top Gun basically everywhere in the country doing interviews after Middle Tennessee took down Miami last weekend. And now we turn around and they're four-and-a-half-point home dogs against UTSA. I mean – I, I can't name one player on either team, and I want to max bet UTSA just based on the line here. Let's find out if Santa agrees. UTSA, a four-and-a-half-point road favorite of Middle Tennessee State. Santa, total of 64.
0: I do agree. Um, it's funny because you can – it's just the, the perfect example of you can take two totally different approaches and come to the same conclusion, right? Um, you're, like, kind of taking a, a recency bias approach. The last time we saw Middle Tennessee State, they were doing such amazing things. There's – There's no no way they can basically have a performance like that again. Almost like the term fishy line, I feel like, applies to that form of analysis, which is kind of funny. But, uh, I mean, it was a staggering performance. The craziest part about that Miami game, by the way, because you have upsets all the time, right? App State upset Texas A&M, Marshall upset Notre Dame. In that game, Middle Tennessee outgained Miami by four yards per play. Four not they had four, they out they outgained Miami by four. At eight point three to four point one is the yards per play in that game. That's like such an embarrassment for Miami, it's unbelievable. Um, I try not to overreact to one game like that. The more compelling thing for me here, honestly, is just quality of competition if you if you remove the Miami game. The Miami game is this unbelievable data point for Middle Tennessee. And then you have Colorado State where they barely cover a two touchdown number and Colorado State's atrocious. And then you have James Madison where they lose by 37 points. So just like if you're going to throw the Miami game, I can throw the other games at you too. I think my baseline rating for Middle Tennessee is pretty good. I have UTSA favored by more. The most compelling thing in this game is actually UTSA's schedule. I I really think we, we don't have a firm idea of how good they are yet because of who they played. There are three opponents so far this year at an FBS level. Houston, who's definitely above average, probably a field goal above an average team. Army, who's a little more than that. And Texas, who's obviously probably two touchdowns better than an average college football team, so those are their three opponents so far. Like they, they've hung in two of those games. Texas covered last week. They, this will be by two touchdowns the easiest opponent UTSA has played so far this year. Like that's the compelling thing to me. It's yeah, Middle Tennessee, like beat Miami, and maybe there's some kind of situational angle too. It's really just like this is a huge drop down in class for UTSA and a very small number. They were they were two at Army. Middle Tennessee's two touchdowns worse than Army. How is this number four and a half? Like, I, I like it more from the UTSA side, but it seems like we're both coming to the same conclusion.
1: You better, you bet, Nick and Ken Lockman. Stay four bets for a Friday night in college football. Let's go to San Diego State, visiting Boise State in the Mountain West. Boise State, a six and a half point home favorite total of 39.
0: I don't, this is the, I think this is the one game I don't have a bet on. I don't actually don't know if I have a bet on New Mexico too. I'd have to click back over. I do not have a bet on this game. There's a lot going on. Uh, it is an interesting game. If you're just like want to watch it or bet on it. Uh, Boise state fired their offensive coordinator. They lost to, I'm going to forget who they lost to last week. UNLV or somebody terrible by like, they were like a 17 point favorite. They lost that right in the game. And, and, and boss Meyer's fired-
1: transferring now, right?
0: Well, they fi- well, But he transferred. They fired the offensive coordinator immediately after the game, basically, as a result of not scoring very much. They fired the offensive coordinator. The ripple effect of that is their quarterback, Hank Bogmeyer, who's been at the school forever, can transfer because it's before the fourth game or the fifth game, and he still preserves an extra year of eligibility if he transfers prior to that. So I was like, this was the cutoff for it to happen. They fired the offensive coordinator. The season's not going anywhere. Seems like a really good time to leave the program. So it's... It's having a kind of an interesting effect on the points because this isn't that far off from my number. I I would make them basically like a little less than 10 in the game. And now they're six and a half. The total is also brutally low. I don't I don't have a strong opinion. I think making a total on the game is like next to impossible, to be honest, Um, rather than try to guess what this impact is going to be or like what kind of motivation you get from Boise. And it's a very low total game. I think I'm going to pass the game, but certainly plenty going on from a news standpoint, if you want to try to take a stand somewhere.
1: All right. I think you'll have something for us on this next game, which will be in the PAC 12 with Washington as a three point road favorite to chip Kelly and UCLA. The total is 64 and a half.
0: I really like Washington in this game. And I said, so yesterday, and I know that I'm sure there's some part of people that are handicapped in this game. You brought this up yesterday too, Nick. And it's, it's not that it's wrong. Uh, it's just like kind of intuitive, right? You look Washington's been kind of like the talk of the town in college football, especially in the PAC 12 outperformed expectations. They had a huge win over Michigan state a couple weeks ago, where they looked insanely good. Um, and they look great. I think they. I think they've covered all three numbers this year. They have because they covered week one against Kent State barely. We had Kent State in that game, uh, so three zero against the spread, um, covering everything. UCLA must be valuable, like home dog. UCLA must be really valuable. I think like the really compelling thing in this game again, it's like it doesn't really have to do with what I think. I, Washington's good. We don't really know how good yet, but like might be really good. And it's not just, these are not fluky wins. Like everyone wants to bring up USC's turnover differential as the reason for their great success so far this year, like the reason they got off to a hot start. It's not that Caleb Williams and Jordan, it's like, no, it's actually just those turnovers. So it kind of feels flukier. This is a very authentic, like Washington performance uh, series of performances so far this year, yards per play out gaining a really good set of opponents by more than a yard per play in every game they played so far this year. I think I got their rating pretty good and I think they're really good. I don't think that's going to change. As long as uh Michael Penix Jr, their quarterback stays healthy, I think that's like they're going to be a highly rated team the rest of the year. It's more about UCLA um beat Bowling Green, barely beat South Alabama. We had them against Colorado last week. What do those three teams have in common? Uh do you know by, <laughs> by the craziest margin ever, Washington will be 24 points better on a neutral field than every opponent UCLA has played so far this year. So it's just It's more about the type of opponent and the type of game we can expect. My point is, I don't think we have a clue how good UCLA is. And I am much more inclined to believe and trust my preseason expectation for them, which was shaky, which was like, they're okay. But like, I think Washington's done more than enough to prove that they should be rated like this or better. And I haven't seen anything from UCLA against a terrible slate of opponents that would show basically anything. Um, A huge step up in class for them. One of the biggest you'll see at this point in the year, honestly. So um, I do like Washington in the game Washington basically just has to win the two and a halfs kind of all got bet this morning three would still be a bet for me obviously if you want to try to wait maybe it goes back down I don't think it will um and I do I like Washington in the game I know they've covered every number but just think about like how different this game will be for UCLA versus what we've seen so far
1: I know you said you're not going to have a bet on New Mexico and UNLV the Rebels lay in 14 at home the total is 44 but any like any advice that you'd like to give on that game for people that do want to bet it <laughs> and hashtag chase the night uh coming up on Friday
0: yeah, now that it's 14, definitely would not be interested. When it was more than that, uh, I was close to a bet on New Mexico in the game, just like a, a pretty large point spread. We've had some success betting New Mexico actually so far this season. And they've outperformed expectations a bunch, but the numbers are close enough. Would be a lean on the side in total just based on the current market, which would be at 14, even 14 and a half would be New Mexico, but like not totally interested. And then the over in the game, the total's a little low. It's been bet down a lot 44 like lean to the over, but again, like both numbers that are kind of within the range. Don't think we're going to end up on any bets in the game. Obviously that changes tomorrow. We can, maybe the spread goes back up. We can give out New Mexico.
1: And that is day four of Lochmas. Day five of Lochmas coming up tomorrow, where Santa will give us his entire card for the weekend in college football. Three hours down here on this tremendous football Thursday. That means one hour still to go. The one hour is the final hour. The final hour is, of course, the power hour, which means all our bets, side total and props, are on the way for Thursday night football, Dolphins and Bengals in Cincinnati.
0: We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM (laughs) on the BetQL Network.